even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. Go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early on election day. The election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and vote informed. This is Change the Brain, conversations without limitations. Welcome to Around the Mic with Sir Charles. You'll hear this broadcast either on the podcast, Around the Mic, or on my social media page, Change the Brain, conversations without limitations. You know, it's not just about me, so you'll hear information from different speakers, trainers, coaches, and authors, all for you. So get your pad, your notepaper, if possible, so that you can take copious notes on how you can also become better, the best version of you. And like I always say, you've got to radiate the brain and change the game. Hello, everyone. Sir Charles Carey here one more time for another episode of Change the Brain, Conversations Without Limitations. This is season two, and we are truly, truly excited because uh, I'm not just bringing you uh, the best of the best and the rising stars, but people that I really believe in, people that you know I have kinship with, people that uh, we have broken bread together and things of that nature. And, you know, look, if they're not about it, they're not going to be on this interview. So we're basically just having a, a conversation, and I want to introduce to some and present to others, none other than my good thing, Pastor Mel Keys. Doctor, how are you? My man. <laughs> First of all, man, let me just thank you, man, for being my friend, my brother from another mother, man. I got number love for you. Yes, and, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I made the cut, man. Glad I made the team. Just an ordinary guy on a mission. Uh -huh. as it relates to what God has assigned for me. So I'm grateful to be here just, just to kick it with you for a minute. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, and that's the thing. Um, as you know, my talk, you know, we, I started out and I have evolved. It was all about the three Ps. Well, the three Ps are still in existence, but yes, sir. the three Ps are for the children, for the babies, for those who can't really understand the whole emphasis of radiate the brain and change the game. And yes, as we evolve, you know, we have more to put on the plate, more to add to our arsenal. And I know um, even before uh, we left Tampa good, you were already in full throttle effect, you know, as far as mm -hmm. moving to the next level. Yes, sir. Let me just start off by asking you, who is Pastor Mel Keys? Well, man, I'm a young man still. My, my baby daughter doesn't think so, but, but I am. <laughs> 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 grateful to God to have been, been on this journey, man. Believe it or not, man, now 51. Lord wow. bless, couple of, couple of weeks. Well, no, yeah, it's August. So weeks forward, uh, be 52 years young, man. Uh, we have three children, uh, two uh, grandchildren. We're, we're in the Houston area now. We just, uh, for a long story short, we're spending some time with our grandkids, my wife and I. We're here on the road traveling, wanting to stop by, but uh, it was so beautiful because we hadn't seen our grandkids in, in some time. 
and it was just so refreshing to spend some time with them. Um, from Brooklyn, New York, uh, born and raised, left home when I was 17, man. Wow. And uh, really didn't have a direction. I just knew that I wanted to leave, and the Air Force was the fastest thing leaving. So I chose that, and they chose me, and they kind of threw me for a loop (laughs) for the next, uh, I really say, 17 years of my life. Ten years active, seven years as a reservist. Has been great, phenomenal. Became an instructor uh, in the military for professional military education and fell in love with teaching. Actually, it was already in me, Yeah, but I didn't know how deep it was in me. I just loved to teach. You know, let let me break in right there. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so funny. There's so many things. And this is one of the, I guess you wouldn't like, you know, they talk about the seventh wonder of the world. And these Mm -hmm. are one of the mysteries or some of the mysteries that are revealed in our lives. The Mm -hmm. simple fact that what we want, what we're after, and what we allude to is Mm -hmm. already present within us. (laughs) It's already there, Doc. You, You are absolutely on it. Um... I'm not reinventing myself. I'm just becoming more of who God already intended. It was there mm-hmm. all along. And I, I consider myself, Sir Charles, a, a late bloomer. Uh-huh. I've been that most of my life, uh, at least in my own mind anyway. I don't know how it looks to anybody else. But right. I feel as though sometimes I'm years behind physically where I've been in my spirit, that there's been something that God has been showing me. And, and, and it takes me a while to kind of step into the water and say, oh, okay. And I'm going to go for it. And I'm beginning to go for the things that God has literally uh, shown me, again, that have been there all along. So I love to teach, train, coach, mentor, and okay. all of that. Uh, my wife and I, we are coming up. Uh, August the 5th will be 30 years for us. She's my queen. Love her. Amazing. Uh, she's, she's allowed me to keep renewing the contract, so I'm grateful for that. Um, we spend a lot of time uh, in ministry, of course. I've been a pastor coming now into my 15th year, but I've been in ministry now, man, over 25, closer to 30 years. Wow. I've done everything for the Lord and the church, uh, from youth supervisor, janitor, Sunday school teacher, um, deacon, just associate, right, you, you right. name it. I've, I've done what the Lord has, has, has put in front of me to do. Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. Now, I know that you have a lot going on and you do a lot. You do a lot as a family man, as a father, husband. Um, You know, you do a lot in ministry. But how has or how does, you know, your ministry life interwine or intertwine with Mm -hmm. your entrepreneurial life? Or have you made them work together? It's a work in process. And really, it becomes something that the level of authenticity authenticity uh, that is involved on my on my side, uh, it hasn't always made sense like it makes now. Now I have more clarity than ever before, but it's been a journey. Um, I fell in love with uh, the Lord as he has loved me all of my life, carried me before I even knew, knew yeah. I existed. But I fell in love with his, his self as a person, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in my early teen years. And because of what he had put in me, um, many of my friends and associates in my teenage years, they began to see things different. Uh, mm-hmm. But there in the streets of New York, Brooklyn, New York, in fact, uh, it was a great conflict. The, the, the call uh, to live like he wanted me to live, uh, right. to do the things that he wanted me to do, man, I, I was 
torn. And at that same time, uh, I had this side of me that was definitely an entrepreneur. Um, we were probably not even teenagers yet, and we were already doing some hustling. Okay. Uh, mo most of it legal, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. But uh, th the thing of it is, we learned things at our age. I mean, young teenagers, we were going neighborhood to neighborhood. Okay. We would go uptown, purchase goods. Yes. Uh, wholesale prices, come back to the neighborhoods, retail prices, colognes. So, I mean, all kind of stuff. You, yes, you name it, we pretty much did it as kids. So now, has that aspect of your life, uh, is it still present uh, either in oh, yes. your personal life or in your ministry life? It's, it's present in both. I, I've learned not to separate. There, there has been such a push from the world standard and even from some people in the church, religious at that, uh, to separate who we are. And I think that really creates more dysfunction, um, less harmony uh, than, than what God has orchestrated in the biblical days i believe people were more whoever they are that's who they are that's how they operated uh fishermen um you know they 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 kept those skill sets and they used them even in in the gospel okay. uh, tent makers y'all know the stories they kept those skill sets and they used them even as it related to the gospel nowadays we just take stuff and we got our sunday self and we got our Monday self, and the, never, the two never meet. So what I've been learning and discovering, really, has been a lot of accident and a lot of, well, not, it's really not accidental. It's all providential. But mm -hmm. I bumped into the things not knowing what I was bumping into. I had different parts of myself that were completely separated. And there's been such an infusion and emerging by the grace of God uh, the favor of God, introducing me to different people, mentors, coaches, myself that have poured into my life. And now I've become this whole person. And my life is based upon ministry, entrepreneurship, and leadership. That's who I am. It's not what I do. And right. I do it without effort, you know, right. with, without thought. Um, it's not even a plan. It's who I am. Right. So the thing of it is, no matter what I'm re related to and connected to, if, if it's a connection on all three of those fronts, it's a strong signal. Right. If it's only one, the signal's a little bit less. But when it's all three, that's the sweet spot of who I am uh, as it relates to those three areas, ministry, entrepreneurship, and leadership. It's, it's amazing that you use some of those words. I'm listening to some key words. <clears throat> and as you talk about, you know, your sweet spot and it's who mm -hmm. you are. You know, I tell people a part of my story, of course, when I fell short and uh, was really just messing up and people ask me about why do I tell that aspect of my life, which is really very ugly. Well, mm -hmm. it was ugly with purpose, you know, and I'm right. not ashamed because that's who I am. And it was the training ground to position me perfectly for where I am today. Absolutely. So, it's wonderful. And the sweet spot, well, we know doing that thing, which you do, you know, mm. um, now it's authentically you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You don't, yeah. You don't have to fake for anybody. You don't have to put on any airs. Yes. You are you. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> you know, sir. And we're becoming our best version of yes. ourselves. Isn't that amazing how the more seasoned we are, the more experience and wisdom we acquire, you know, the better, we are. I mean, in some ways, it's obviously it obviously makes sense, but mm -hmm. in other ways, it just seems like wow, 
I'm getting older and I'm better. Yes. 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 <laughs> and, and let me say this, and I'm, and I know I I speak for you in this regard. Uh-huh. Uh Because we're like-minded in that in that way. I have no desire to be anybody else. Mm. But me. I don't look at folk with envy and jealousy. Right. Uh, I can celebrate people and the great things they accomplished on it. That's what God has given them. Right. My competition has become myself to be a better person tomorrow than I am today and today than I was yesterday. When I fall, not, not if I fall, when I fall, I get up as quickly as I can and I move forward and I be go straight to being that person that God has shown me to be in, the, in those three key areas, ministry, entrepreneurship, and leadership. And it hasn't been pretty right. all the time. Uh, I'm not there yet. I haven't arrived, but I wouldn't take nothing as the old folk would say for my journey. That's right. Or as some would say, I see, says the blind man. <laughs> there you go. That's so funny because one of our mentors and coaches has said it, and I'm sure he may not be the author of it, but he says, look, if two of us are the same, one of us simply is not needed. That's right. Absolutely. There you, there you have it. But Absolutely. Um, do you travel or how often are you out and about? You know, how do you handle the business side and the ministry side? Does either side travel frequently or how does that work? Well, that's, that's a very unique question for me because when it comes to the entrepreneurship side, my wife and I were proud owners of a travel business. Ah. Uh, we've been in, yeah, man, we've been in the travel industry uh, for three years professionally, certified travel agents. And uh, we have two aunts that, that have been in the business. In fact, one of our aunts literally gave us our honeymoon package um, almost 30 years ago. So that tells you how long she's been in the business. Wow. And uh, we have another aunt that's on our team. Um, she's actually trained us because she has the experience more so than we did when we got started. But she's been in the business for 11 years. So it's become a family business. Um, and we're connecting people um, who have a desire to do more traveling as we do. We're traveling now. Uh, this summer alone, I think we've already had four, four vacations already. Uh, my wife just got back from Greece. I've been in the Bahamas twice this year. Uh, and we got some things planned for Jamaica, um, Cancun, September. So we do quite a bit in that regard because of the travel side of the business. Right. I don't travel necessarily as much in the ministry as that leading it, but here's, here's how I am. In most cases, for example, when I was invited uh, to be a part of our travel business in the, the Bahamas, well, they know me as Pastor Mel, and they invited me to be uh, the morning speaker, to share a word with them that morning there on the ship. So ministry goes where I go, whether it's for my business, uh, uh, personal life, whatever. It's, yeah, who, it's who, who I am. Yeah. You know, when, you get, when you get me, you're going to get it. You're going to get some Jesus there. You know, <laughs> Team Jesus, come on now. So it's impossible not to get that when you bring me to, to, to your environment. So yes, to answer your question, uh, we do travel uh, regularly, and we want and we want to increase it more. Uh, now, not that we don't want to be home, because there's many things that we love doing home, right there at our ministry, the Joshua House of Worship with our family, our friends, so forth and so on. Yes. But uh, I believe that God is increasing our territory. He's calling us out to meet even more like-minded persons, and we absolutely love it. We love it as a couple. 
because it enriches our lives together. Nice. And it also enriches us as individuals. So it's a profitable business that we pass on to other couples, other kingdom-minded individuals, uh, and it allows them to do things. I'll tell you a quick story. We now have people in our travel business uh, in different nations, such as Aruba, wow. such as Tahiti, uh, such as Philippines, such as Dominican Republic. We have a new member, in fact, a family member who united with us. His wife is from Puerto Rico. So we're about to start um, doing some business down in Puerto Rico. So as we go... How many countries is your business in? Uh, altogether, the the corporation is connected in 38 nations. Yeah, but, but your franchise. Your franchise my, is My uh, five. Wow. Five. That's yeah. huge, man. Yeah. That is huge. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now, so does, does next, any of your congregation... Uh, get involved with the business side or yes the there side? are a few there are a few we have That's a few nice. people on our team from the congregation not all you know it's it's the type of thing you have to want it for yourself and that's one of the things i've found you can't want more for other people than they want for themselves yeah and whatever it is they have to want it I just mm -hmm. encourage entrepreneurship within the congregation and outside the congregation. Okay. We have members who are in financial services. We have some that are into jury. Uh, we have some that are into cosmetics. I just encourage them to be an entrepreneur, to have something that they can own and to yeah. have something that they can pass on as a legacy. And, and give them that. They can write know, off when they, right here and right now. Part, that's <laughs> it. That, that's what I encourage. Entrepreneurship yeah. is entrepreneurship. For us, it's travel. What's but so for someone else, it might be do something else. Let me say this. What's so refreshing about uh, what you're doing is the fact that it's not, quote unquote, the traditional way of viewing church or religion. Right. Um, you know, you're out of the box. You're doing things from a practical perspective and everyone can benefit and participate if they would like to. And that's what I like about yes. what you're doing. That's Let me tell you one, one of my convictions, Sir Charles, and, and, and I'm sure there are other people that think like this, but I think that it is an insult to Christ himself mm -hmm. and to the body of Christ at large, where the only ones who prosper are the ones who lead the flocks, whether you call yourself a pastor, bishop, apostle, pope, whatever you call yourself. Right. Uh, if you're the only one profiting, if you're the only one prospering right. uh, in your faith community, something is wrong. That means the system is broken. The yeah. thing that we're supposed to do as shepherds, whatever the gifting titles and all of that might be, however we call it, our role is to bring God's people to a greater place. Their grass ought to be greener by meeting us. Wow. Their lives ought to be more profitable, more on point with their purpose. That's what our whole role is to do. And what we often make the mistake of doing is thinking that that's just Sunday stuff. Mm. Well, what about the rest of the week? Right. I, I, if, if, you're, if you're connected to me in any way, I want you to prosper in every capacity, in every measure, from your soul way down deep on the inside to your to your checkbook because yes. they are all connected. Believe you me. Yeah, so that's my role. That's my conviction. Now, are you, how, how are you with technology? You guys are, are you embedded in technology? Is that a part of the whole flow and, or are you guys kind of like more yeah. traditional? Out of necessity, more than fad, 
we have for several years now moved into that space okay. uh, of using technology to, to get the word out. We're a small church, man. We have less than 100 members. Uh, but I believe that every church has a purpose, whether it's three members or two members or 20,000 members. And you serve the purpose of God. You, every church should be growing, but we grow differently. Uh, uh, every number counts because uh, God counts us. Every soul counts. So I, I, I don't have a problem uh, with mega church. I've been a part of one. I'm a son of one. So I understand all that. But even in the small church, and I would say especially in the small church, you got to be able to do what it takes. I believe in this concept, being a small church, but making a big impact. Yeah. And to do that, you need to take use of more technology today. In fact, yes. some of the technology that we have available today literally gives us a bigger ministry footprint than larger churches have been able to, to, to utilize. So I use everything in the social sector that I can to put the word out, to put the gospel out. In fact, we started Quick Story, a year, I think it was a year ago, or coming into this year, maybe, maybe about a year ago, I started putting our Bible studies on um, Facebook Live. Okay. And we have what we call, we have a small group study that's at a home. Right. At, and then we have, actually, we have two small group studies presently at this moment. And one's at home. Well, actually, they're both in homes. I think one is in the apartment community. And uh, they kind of go back and forth between one of the members' apartment and the, um, what do you call it? The, um, uh, what do you call it? You know, the, not the fellowship hall, but whatever what oh, they call like it. like the community center or something? Yeah, the community center, yeah. yeah they yeah, go yeah. back and forth with, in that regard. And then another one is at uh, one of our, our young groups. We call nice. them young Fair, is at their home. But while they're doing that, my study is online. Okay. And what I found, Sir Charles, is our Bibleship had been dwindling. Our Bible study had been dwindling in numbers from 30 down to 10. People have just a different connection, if you will, and a different uh -huh. commitment to coming and going. And it is what it is. Whether it's a right. good thing or a bad thing, I'm still, you know, with figuring all that out. But I know this, that the moment I started doing online Bible study, the attendance went up, the participation went up, even members, some of them anyway, yeah, that yeah. normally frequent, now they're on and they're communicating and we go back and forth. That's so, fantastic. So that's just one example. So one the example. connection got reestablished when you went online. <laughs> yes, and, and further. It, go, it goes out further and it goes out deeper. Now we have people sharing the broadcast yeah. that never would bring anybody with them to Bible study, but they're sharing it with, you know, friends, family, so forth nice. and so on. So really the gospel nice. is going out and we're going through the book of John. So now we have more people going through the book of John with us than ever before. If you're just joining us, I'm uh, speaking with him on a, one of my good friends, uh, Pastor Mel Keys. He is also a castmate from season one of the keynote uh, yeah. coming out of Houston, Texas, by way of Brooklyn, New York. And, uh, just settle in, you know, take notes, uh, pay attention. You may gain more than what you bargained for. So let me ask you this, Mel. Now, mm -hmm. I see that you've got the momentum growing. How many businesses do you actually have? Because I know outside of ministry, mm -hmm. again, in the travel business, are you still dealing with any of the other businesses that you used to? 
No, and that's a great question. Oh, okay. In, in, in my past thirty years, man, and this and this is why I say it's an unfolding. It's 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 unveiling. It's it's a discovering who I am and what what my passions really are and what my strengths and weaknesses are. I I love business and entrepreneurship as a whole. Uh-huh. And uh, my journey has included becoming a real estate agent, okay, uh, an insurance agent. Um, I've had a time when I've had an art business, black art in particular, which I okay. enjoy. Uh, and I also was for a few years in health and wellness. Well, here's what I discovered. The moment I got inside of travel, yeah, there has been nothing like it. And for the past three years, though there were some periods when I thought that it was best to diversify, and there's a time for that, uh, I've just been focused for three years, focusing on travel and just travel. And I'm totally satisfied with that. We love it. It's, it's large enough. Travel is an $8 trillion industry every year that's what's being spent. And um, there's enough income <laughs> for your family, my family, and every family in between. So. Right. There's no need for me to do anything else. We just want to do it better. And yeah. we want to do it with more people in terms of helping them to get the, you know, the best travel opportunities that they can. So just travel is where we're focused for three years. We've been there. Well, I can totally understand and identify because <clears throat> as a speaker and a trainer and a coach, um, I know that prior to doing what I'm doing now, you know, I sort of spread myself thin. That I always <laughs> dealt with people, um, mm-hmm. but even and it always was the training ground. I didn't recognize it, but I know that when you go deep in a particular area, of course you become a subject matter expert. But you have a higher likeliness to become a lot more successful. Whatever yes, success means to that individual, you have yes. a higher likeliness of hitting your mark, hitting your goals, absolutely, and just making a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's it. We're mm-hmm. talking about. <clears throat> we're talking about all of these things that happen, meaning that, you know, the entrepreneurial side, uh, the fact that people need to find themselves. And in my personal opinion, I believe that the world is in a tremendous amount of pain. Now, from yes. a spiritual perspective, you know, um, well, generally speaking, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. I do believe that the things that you're speaking about and the things that you stand for and that you're representing as far as ministry, as well as being an entrepreneur is a big part of the key. But Mm -hmm. what more can you add to that, to the fact that people are going through pain possibly like never before? Yeah, man, I'm so glad you brought that up because entrepreneurship is the piece that allows us to get the material resources that we need to repair life. Mm. But it's, 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 it's not life itself. Now, don't get me wrong. I take joy. Part of my purpose is in entrepreneurship. It gives me the platform to teach, to train, to mentor, to coach, to speak to vast audiences of diverse people, literally from all over the world. All of that is inside of entrepreneurship. Ministry is packed inside of that, too. I understand that. But when it comes to the level of going beneath the surface Mm. Uh, it's not for me, it's not about money only. If entrepreneurship from my perspective is about money only, you've missed it and you're going to lose out on much more than you you'll ever gain. 
Yeah. It's an opportunity to get close enough to people to make the difference where the difference really needs to be made. And that's in the midst of their pain. I'll give you some examples. Look at our divorce rates. Mm. Now, my wife and I, we're coming fifth of August will be our 30th year, but if not for the grace of God, mentors, coaches, and friends who have walked with us, uh, particularly I think it was in our ninth year, we had uh, papers filed, keys against keys, because in our immaturity, specifically mine, I would have been a statistic as well. Right. But someone came and ministered to us. Someone came uh, and walked with us through the journey. So right. in my pain, uh, which was causing her pain and right. everybody else in, in, included pain, yeah. someone came and ministered. So I, I can tell you for a fact that had nothing to do with money. It had to yes. do with someone taking the time to sit down with us, to pray with us, to counsel with us, to answer questions, to be real with us, to tell us yeah. their pains. And too many times we put on the front, we try, we, we think ministry is just, you know, boasting about our strengths. Mm-hmm. Paul talks about his weakness and in, in my weakness, he makes me strong. And we're not transparent enough with the right people, at least, to minister to them from our pains and our weaknesses as well. We don't have to be uh, the answer and the solution to everything. We can't be. If we are, we're, we're faking the funk. Yeah, I'm it took me a long whatever. time to learn that, you know, to admit, I'm sorry, I, I apologize. I made a mistake. I feel vulnerable. You know, I'm angry. You hurt mm-hmm. me. From traditional or societies or societal perspective for a man to mm-hmm. say those things is weakness. 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 But in all reality, <clears throat> how much courage does it take? Strength. To that? Strength, fortitude. Strength courage, fortitude. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That transparent um, mindset of truth. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, those I, are the real steel abs. I look, yeah, yeah. I am, I embrace it, and I know yeah. a lot of men that say, "Man, you're un, you're unremarkably honest." Well, mm-hmm. it's not that I've never fractured an occasional law like actually right. fooling, but it's of just course. that it's just that. <laughs> who am I fooling? Come on now, we got to be real. The other way, we got to be real. Yeah, remember that song back in the day? Who was it? To be real, who was that? Was oh, Cheryl Lynn. Come on, yeah. here now. We got to be real, man. And that's, and that's one of the things we're missing, Sir Charles, especially, I think, in the most intimate space of all. When you're dealing with spiritual things, you're dealing with someone's spirit. You can't yeah. get more essential. You can't get more basic. That's the essence of who we are. We're not our flesh. This is a body. This is a covering. Right. This, is a, this is an instrument what you're looking at, but the Absolutely. spirit, that, that temperamental thing there, when you can deal with, with spirits and, and the soul realm and things of that sort, you got to mm-hmm. be real with people. You can't be playing yes. games. You can't be putting on airs and fronting and pretending. Everybody loses. That's right. Nobody wins in that environment. Look, you go around I, my personal time. thing is we got too much. We got way too much of that. We go around one time in this planet Earth and mm-hmm. should enjoy it, make the best of it. That's it. Be sincere, be honest, be real. Yep. And yep. Uh, maybe it'll be a lot better uh, than it was since you've been here. You know, maybe you can be yes, a sir. contributing factor to it being better than it was before uh, you yes, got sir. So, Yes, sir. So what's and, and- next for, you know, Pastor Mel and the ministry and everything that you're doing? What's next? What's coming up next? Certainly. I wanted to say one more thing about that, that, that preceding question of pain. I was at a men's conference speaking, I think that was last Saturday, 
last Saturday, we have men, what you just said a moment ago, because our culture around us, the environment that raised us has so lied to us mm. and told us what a man is. And we've missed it by a long, I mean, we have missed that boat. And when we took the leap, we hurt ourselves. Man, I'm seeing a whole two and three generations of men that are more wounded now than ever before. Identity crisis. Wow. And I believe that in this pain, uh, the pit of this pain, we need people like you uh, who, who, who can live an authentic purpose. Because some of them, that's, that's the number one. They're missing it. They think wow. it's just going to work, coming home, getting a can of this or a snort of this or right, exactly. what, whatever they're into. And so many of us have, and, and you know, get, get, get a honey on the side and they call it something else. Right. And maybe a couple of sides. Right. And that's, that's their manhood. And the cycle continues from generation to generation. Then look what that does to the other, the opposite sex, what it does on their side. They either become victims uh, yeah. themselves in one way or, or another. And nobody wins at all. So this is the pain that we're dealing with. And the children, one of the passions I have, and this answer both questions, where, where we're going next. Uh, I've been in a space where the Lord has, uh, for many years, actually, well before I got married, in fact, um, my mom, uh, she's with the Lord now, but she had become a foster parent. Mm. And um, I didn't know anything about it. I was in the military, came home on leave, saw my younger brother that I began to meet. His name was Terrell. And um, she had stepped up, uh, the mayor at that time, and other city leaders had put a call out um, for citizens um, to step up because there was a crack epidemic at that time. Yes. And many of the children that were being born they were in a pitiful state and there was no one to step in. Well, I was so grateful that my mom was one of the ones in the community that stepped up and became a foster parent. Now, prior to that, we were the type of family, like many others, we lived in Brooklyn, but our family originated from the South, the Southern hospitality. Sure. We always took others in. I mean, even I still have that in me today. So we were always the household that other folk would, would become a part of the family. In fact, my, my grandmother, who I called mother, uh, mother was more than a title to her. Mother became her name to almost uh, an entire community yeah. um, because of the way they lived their lives. So long story short, they, they put that seed in me for foster care and adoption. My wife and I, prior to getting married, while we were engaged, we talked about it. Well, about 15 years ago, we adopted. Okay. That was our first official experience into it. But then from there, that turned into working and serving others who were in that arena. And of recent, I became uh, a board member appointed by the commissioner for the state of Texas wow. in regards to helping more people come to the table, especially to deal with this thing of minority children who are in the system in a very disproportionate fashion. Wow. I mean, children, whether they're Hispanic, African-American, especially, right. we stay in a system so long, some of us never should have went and been in the system. That and so ruins many lives. That absolutely yeah. ruins lives. And yeah. on, on the entire spectrum from yes. crime 
to um, um, everything is identity crisis. I mean, the whole everything is impacted. Yeah. It is a vicious, vicious cycle. In fact, Sir Charles, when you look at the statistics of young men, especially who are incarcerated right now, many of them, a vast majority of them, can their roots can be traced to a lack of, of course, parenting, but coming out of a foster home environment that was not effective for them. Yeah. And many of them became runaways, so forth and so on. And then exactly. that ties into human trafficking. Yes. It becomes a vicious cycle. And then they become teenage mothers and all this again. And, and then hurt people hurt people. That's it. And you can't sweep that under the carpet. Yeah. yeah. You, and listen to this. You can't church that away. Yeah, that's right. You can't you can't put one prayer on top of it with some that's oil right. and you, you and can't some, deal with that no. surface stuff. You got to get that no. core issues to no. be uh, dealt with directly, and that's a process going from the core yes. coming to the surface. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that for me is just as much a calling as a pastor to be a part of that and to help other ministry leaders. Sure. Community leaders get involved because we need everybody. I mean, this thing is so huge, not just in our state. Our state is is terrible in this area, right? Say, but it's 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 a national crisis, and in that we need kingdom-minded leaders who love God, love God's people, and mm-hmm. love the children to get involved and get hands-on. Now I know that everybody is not going to do everything. We're not prepared or equipped to do so. Right. But everyone can do something. Maybe you will be a foster parent. Maybe you will adopt. But maybe your thing is is to mentor on a part-time basis or to help the ones in the home who do and to do some temporary uh, babysitting for them or watching over the kids for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. clothes or, you know, do something. Give, give, give financially yeah. to those who are involved. Everybody can do something. So now, you I know the be... abyss that I came from, uh, from yes, the streets sir. of Harlem. So if mm-hmm. you're ever doing something in a grand way that you need, you have an event or a function or, yes, sir. Kind of a, I don't know what it would be called, but, you know, I would love to come share my experience, strength, and hope. Man. Give hope to those who are um, feeling hopeless, you know. Yes, sir. Because we're all still looking through the eyes of a child. And yes, sir. Many of us shut our eyes on purpose because we no longer want to see. Right, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. So, how can how can people contact you? Well, there's a couple of ways. Um, I use a short code uh, text system, and that helps a lot because once you do that, you'll be able to get plugged into the area. Uh, that most suits you. But of course, you can go to my website first, which is PastorMelKeys.com, PastorMelKeys.com, and that's K-E-Y-E-S. And after that, you can also use the text code system that I mentioned, which is what you would do is you would use the number 99888. That's the full number. People say, well, what's the rest of the number? That's the full (laughs) number. Nine nine eight eight eight, and I'll give you some of the keywords that some of your audience, depending upon who they are, uh, they may want to connect with me in that particular capacity. For example, as it relates to our ministry, you would text J How V I P. That's J H O W V I P 
to 99888 if you want some information concerning our ministry in San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. If you want to partner in the area of orphan ministry, foster care, learning how to mentor and work with children and do something wherever it is you live, then we have some information we want to get to you. And you would do the same text, 99888, but you would text Project 50. We have a particular project. It's called Project 50. Text Project 50 to 99888. And then last but not least, if you're looking to travel more frequently and more affordably, perhaps you would like to find out and explore the idea of how you can become a travel agent yourself and get all kinds of benefits. I mean, from free cruises. I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm not going to take the time to tell you. You want to reach out to me, you would text travel, the word travel, to 99888. Text the word travel to 99888. You do that, you're going to reach me. You got it, man. Listen, uh, it's been a pleasure catching up with you, finding out what you are doing. And I knew you were on the cutting edge of technology in some shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> Bless you, man. But I you're officer and a gentleman. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. Love you, man. Adore all I that you, you do. Uh, you know, my regards to the family and continued success in all that you continue to do. Bless you, man. man. My, my love to you. I want to thank you for having me as a guest. Just being my friend, man. You know, yes, just sir. your consistency. Yes, sir. Uh, as a as an achiever and an overcomer and a purpose driven per- person, it means all the people, especially me. So thank you, my brother. Thanks, folks. You have been witnessing uh, a, a relationship and a conversation with a gentleman that I really have a lot of respect for. Again, he's my castmate from season one of the keynote. Many of you have seen that show. It was a reality show that we did some years ago. And he's still going strong, doing everything that God has for God has in him for him to do. So with that being said, as always, you gotta radiate the brain, change the game. Y'all take care. God bless. I know. Everybody knows.